Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, welcome to Full Count Chaos. We are wrapping it up here, folks, wrapping up the season. Are you glad it's over? Because <laughs> I've talked to some Royal fans who are like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is done. And the season. Some people I've spoken to, they don't like the new, they didn't like the new rules. You know, 60 game season, no fans. Still hear uh, from some people who are like, ah, this, I'm putting an asterisk next to this season. Didn't mean anything. You know, the the fans, even if we made the playoffs, it wouldn't have mattered. But are you sad to see the season go? Of course, I'll be watching the playoffs. But that was it. Sunday is the last game. 60 game season. And I got to say I'm wrong. I was completely wrong. couple guests I had on before the season started thought the same thing of not thinking. Of thinking, I'm sorry, of, what the fuck am I trying to say here? Of thinking the season was not going to start. I think our friend, uh, our, our friend Fred from Birdland BS even said that he didn't think football would even start. And I thought the same thing. I kept saying uh, leading up to when the season started, I kept saying there's no way it started. And then when it did, I'm like, this shit ain't going to happen for another week. I think I kept saying by next week, by this time next week, the season will be done. Well, got to give it to the league. They found a way to get through the season. And Boston and the Orioles are the only two teams that did not make the playoffs in the division. Yankees, Rays. Blue Jays, of course. For some reason, the Orioles just can't beat the Blue Jays. I don't I don't get that. They lost again. I mean, they had a, uh, what was it? Uh, lost 10-5 to on Friday. And they lost 5-2 to Saturday. I don't know. You hate to see that. Hunter Harvey, shit the bed a little bit. Hate to see that. Hunter Harvey, look, I, hopefully he realizes you can't just throw 98 down the middle and he, he's going to succeed. Obviously, I'm not insulting his intelligence. He knows that. But hopefully, he works on his other pitches. Because I still have faith in him. I still think he's going to be a star closer or at least an eighth-inning setup guy. Or Regardless how Brandon Hyde decides to use him, I think he's going to uh, succeed coming out of the bullpen. But I love hearing from you guys. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at FullCountChaos. All that good shit. Always love hearing from you guys. Uh, but, but Actually, before I started recording... Uh, Vin Diesel, shit, you know Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious, it's definitely 2020, why wouldn't Vin Diesel have a single out, you know what I mean, if you didn't hear about this, the guy's putting out music now, I thought it was a joke, saw him uh, trending, of course sometimes when you see an actor, someone famous trending on Twitter, you think the worst, well it's almost, but the, the guy's music sounds decent, like I said, I thought it was a joke, I, I hit play, Next thing I know, I'm I'm bobbing my head to the beat. I'm enjoying it. (laughs) I I had no idea Vin Diesel was into music. But this is just something I just realized. You know, I I can hear Vin Diesel in his meetings right now. I'm not just a big guy who wears tank tops and drives fast cars. I have talent. You know, everyone's sitting around him, rolling their eyes. Yeah, Vin, okay, buddy. Just read the script. He's like, I'll show you guys. (laughs) <laughs> he put out a single. I uh, wh- What was it called? Feel Like I Do. 
You don't even realize it, but you're bobbing. You're bobbing your head to it. You like it. So I don't know. I'm going to keep my eye on that. Speaking of music, you know, the Miami Marlins made the playoffs. You know, I, I didn't see that coming, but when they swept the Orioles earlier in the season, I'm like, all right, maybe these guys aren't fucking around. The song from Scott Stapp from Creed, it's a uh, song for... <laughs> I don't know the, the story behind the song that, that uh, Stapp did from Creed for the Miami Marlins, but I posted, I thought it was something from SNL. I really didn't know it was it was real. It's awful. The lyric, I mean, whatever. The music doesn't sound so bad. It just sounds like your your typical Creed music. But I had no idea it was a uh, serious thing. <laughs> you got to check that out. Oh, the lyrics are terrible. Let's play ball, it's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Awful. Anyway. So here we are, man. I Again, I, I, I got to say, I was dead wrong. Completely wrong. I did not think that the Orioles were going to get 60 games, and I didn't think they were going to end the season. I definitely didn't think going in October there was going to be any baseball. But the Orioles wrapping up the season. What would you think? 60-game season, seven-inning doubleheaders, extra innings with the guys starting on second base, DH all throughout the league. It's 2020. Got to love it. I love the DH all throughout the league. Love that. The one rule I did not like is the extra inning rule. And the majority of people, I think I'm in the minority with them, the majority of people like that rule. And when I would explain it to people in conversations I've had, I, I, I would sound like a, a jackass moron. But my explanation is, you know, the top of the 10th comes around. Let's say the away team bunts them over, gets them home. Now they're up one run, and they have the momentum. Sports is all about the momentum. You want that momentum, and that's what I always felt like. I always felt like that home team or the away team, if they would get that one run in, that's the momentum. And now the pressure is on the home team. I just didn't like it. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't like it. <laughs> so I'd love to hear from you guys. What? Which role? Did you not like the seven-inning doubleheaders? Did you not like the uh, guy on second starting in the extra innings? You know, what What exactly the rules that they changed? Are you somebody who likes uh, the designated or the um, pitcher hitting in the lineup? Do you not like that? Maybe you're a fan of a National League team that you follow and you're like, I don't know, it's more strategy to me. I mean, I think Brandon Hyde even said that he's a fan of pitchers batting. The majority of National League fans say that as well. And the majority of American League fans like the DH. Me? I'm one of them. I like the DH, so I loved seeing the DH throughout the whole league. I just think it's, I don't know, National League pitchers, I feel like they uh, they always get that one easy out. I'm not saying all pitchers are easy to get out. There are a lot of good hitters, like uh, Bum Gardner and Jake Arrieta. They were, they're, <laughs> I've always would like to see them in a home run derby because they, they could smack the ball around. But I'm just saying National League games, and then when you would go uh, face a National League team in their ballpark and our pitchers pitching, I don't know. It just seems like they're always pitching to eight batters. So what did you learn? Did you learn anything? I, here's what I learned. And I had a couple emails come in last week about what they learned. And again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I've learned that all the pieces together, this team will be fun to watch. It just seemed like with all the injuries, Trey Mancini, Santander, Iglesias wasn't in all the time. You know, a lot of John Means with his injury. I mean, shit, look at John Means turning shit around quick. 
I mean, what, uh, uh, Saturday night, he had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning, right? Fifth or sixth, I think, and they uh, unfortunately hit the home run. And that's those kind of games. It's like the Orioles will get nine hits and still not score a run. And the opposing team, they'll get two hits, and one of them's a one, uh, uh, just a single home run, and they win one to nothing. Seems like there are so many games like that. But I just feel, you know, the the player, you know, Santander, Mancini, Mountcastle, Hayes, hopefully Iglesias comes back next year. Cedric Mullins, if he can get his shit together. DJ Stewart, bat, not glove. Holy shit. <laughs> Take his glove away. Spoke about that last episode. Not a fan of DJ Stewart being in the outfield, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. I don't care who's been working with him or how what he's been working on. I don't want to see it anymore. He had a routine pop-up two weeks ago. Was that last week? I can't remember. All the days are mushing together. The ball didn't fall out of his... It's not like he caught it and it popped out or rolled out of the bottom of his glove. I've seen that. That happens. Shit happens. This ball hit the side of his glove. And again, it looks like he's wearing his dad's glove and he's nine years old. I swear that glove is too big for his hand. Maybe he's just got tiny forearms and it looks like the glove's big. I don't know. Get him out of the outfield. But with those guys, the pitching, everybody, things clicking. Yeah, I think they're going to be uh, competitive. Hopefully they can be, I know what, third year into the rebuild, coming into the third year. I just want them to be competitive. And I hate saying that. I used to hate when Dan Duquette would say that. He'd be interviewed and they'd be asking him, you know, you're fighting for that World Series. Don't you want to play to win it all? And his answer would always be, we just want to be competitive. And that used to drive me up the fucking wall. What do you mean competitive? Everybody wants to be competitive. Win the whole goddamn thing, Duquette. Come on. And he's like, I want to go to Toronto. And then it's like, oh, gee, and then all shit happened. Just let him go to Toronto. But I used to hate that. Duquette, competitive. I hated that word. You want to win it all. That's the point. That's the goal. Get to the playoffs, win it all. But when Duquette would answer that question, you're like, it just seems like you're like, well, we want to, you know, be there and, you know, if we don't make the playoffs, at least be competitive. Well, that's what I feel like I'm kind of saying right now, and I guess I am. Look, I get it. We're still in a rebuild, but some of these guys are pretty fucking good at their sport, at their job. And if we can be competitive throughout the year, even if we don't win it, all right, whatever. You know, I noticed some of the uh, people who write for the Orioles talking about how the fans are turning on DJ Stewart. Talking to rip it on the fans. Look at you guys. Rip it on DJ Stewart. First day, you want him in the Hall of Fame. Now you want him off the team. Look, you know, when you see a major league player make errors in the outfield like a little leaguer, yes, I'm going to be one of those fans like, what the fuck, DJ Stewart? Get him off the out. Get him out of the outfield. I know some people are saying DFA him. I, I don't know. Easy now. I mean, it was hitting. He was starting to get a hot bat, but in the outfield, let's get him out of here. But. I think it's so funny how people on Twitter would say, come on, you got to be patient with these players, and they'd start yelling at fans. Well, you got to remember, be patient with the fans. You know what I mean? We A lot of times it's a knee-jerk reaction. We react what we see right there at that moment. I see G- DJ Stewart drop one of the – I mean, it was awful. <laughs> Just an awful miss. Hit the side of his glove again. He didn't even have it lined up. I mean, Mike Bordick even says, and he's always a G-golly guy who's always looking at the positive. I never hear him say anything bad about anybody, and then good for him. I guess you shouldn't. You know, only Palmer's got the balls to call somebody out. But Mike Bordick even says that when the ball is, it's a fly ball and it's coming towards DJ Stewart, 
his eyes get wide open like a little kid. Even he says it. He says his eyes are starting to jump around. His feet are starting to jump around. And I was surprised that Bordick said he basically was calling him out. Like he just he's not an outfielder. But you got to be patient with fans too. You know, when we see that, we're reacting to what we're seeing at that moment. So just, you know, I, I can't stand that. It, it, it seems like people always want to sound like, you know, they're the level, level-headed fan. They want to go after the fans and say, you know, I can't believe you're saying this or that. Look, again, I've always said sport fans, we're all crazy. You know, the, the, the level-headed ones are always going, you know, give Chris Davis a chance after five years of sucking. You know, hey, give DJ Stewart, let, let, let's not get angry. Give him a chance. You should look at me. I'm sure you've said a few asinine things when you see uh, one of your favorite teams fuck up. All right, a good amount I still want to go over with you guys pertaining to the Orioles. But before we move forward, you football fans out there, it's back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One more here, folks. I want to hook you guys up 20% off Anything you get with free shipping. Yep, manscaped.com. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Again, just have to use arm code, arm code. You have to use promo code armchair to get the 20% off free shipping. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. You don't want to snag the bag, guys. If you've ever done that, that fucking hurts. But that's why they made this, so that doesn't happen. The 3.0 is also waterproof. It comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower. Now, there's also Shears 2.0, a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. 2.0 also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. you also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. It smells good as shit. I have it. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. So my listeners, right now, 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. All right, so I heard Brandon Hyde the other night, and also uh, some people were tweeting about it. Brandon Hyde name-checked these Orioles as building blocks. When discussing 2020 and beyond, Anthony Santander, Ryan Mountcastle, Keegan Aiken, Dean Kramer, Tanner Scott, Dylan Tate, Hunter Harvey, Austin Hayes, and Cedric Mullins. Now, again, I I really hope that we see Iglesias next year. I mean, the guy was heating up, fired up. He had, what, three home runs in like uh, a few nights? He's tearing it up. He was getting hot. (laughs) The guy was limping around the bases when he hit a home run. But that's just a few of the guys that uh, Brandon Hyde was talking about, uh, talking about pertaining to the future. And John Means, man, 
Seven straight strikeouts for Means last Sunday. Total of 12 strikeouts. John Means is the first Oriole with a double-digit strikeout game this season. And again, I've been talking about it. You know, pitchers always need that rhythm in their game with pitching every other week or two weeks or for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. Pitchers need that rhythm. They got to get into it. You know, they got to pitch every fifth game. Let's go. But John Means had a lot going on, man. Injuries, the unfortunate death of his father. I mean, just some sad shit. Injuries had a lot going on. I mean, you know, that, that causes people to be a head case. But rumor is Brandon Hyde had a little conversation with him in the office. I mean, he didn't, you know, get in his face and yell at him, but he was basically like, look, man, let's pull your head out of your ass and let's go. You got a job to do. We're counting on you. You're not putting up good numbers. I mean, he was at, uh, his ERA was at 810. But I saw this tweeted out the other night. John Means last four starts, 29 and one-third innings pitched, 12 hits, four earned runs, 30 strikeouts, and three walks. He lowered his ERA from 810 to 453. So he got his shit together. And again, on Saturday night, he was thrown a no-hitter. And I hate that. I hate when, <laughs> you know, you hear, uh, who is it, uh, Bordick and Garceau. I think they actually said the word no-hitter, and you're like, ah, oh, why the, why'd you say that? Very superstitious when it comes to uh, sports with that kind of shit. So, yeah, John Means getting his shit together. Good for him. And I'm looking it up. Yeah, what did he do? Uh, six innings pitched. And, of course, the one hit was the home run. That's how it always is. It always seems like that when pitchers lose their no-hitter, it's just it's a home run. And at that point, I think it was the Orioles' six hits to their one hit. And, of course, we're losing. He had nine strikeouts in six innings. He had one walk. And now his ERA is 4.53. But it's crazy how he just turned it around like that. I was getting a little worried for him. But, again, it's pitchers need that momentum. Anyway, so I still want to hear from you guys. Any crazy, interesting, sad, happy, horrifying, some fight that broke out story of, of in Camden Yards or any baseball game that you went to. Had a lot of good ones over this season, over last year as well. Again, fullcountks at gmail.com. Now, a friend of mine texted me and he said, hey, man, don't you remember that crazy drunk? I think it was like back in 2009 or 2010 we were in an Oriole game, and it's not too crazy. It just kind of made me laugh, but I- I'm sure there's got to be some of you out there who have experienced, or maybe you were the one, and other people experienced you shit-faced out of your mind. But I know you've seen people there, because some emails were starting to come in. It was starting to be a pattern of people who threw up, who got too drunk at Camden Yards and was throwing up everywhere. But this guy, I remember, and when I got the text, he's kind of like, don't you remember... The guy just got completely shit-faced, and he, he pissed himself. So we're sitting, I don't know, about 10 rows back. It was an empty game. I think it was like an April game, and it was like 20 degrees out. I remember just being butt-ass freaking cold. I had shorts on and a sweatshirt. I remember thinking to myself, I should have put my snow pants on. It was freezing. So not too many people there. So we're there just hanging out. And by the second inning, some guy comes behind us, and he was like two rows behind us. I wasn't paying him much attention. By the second inning, he's like, hey, you guys want to take a shot? You know, just, nah, we're good. And he held up this bottle. You know it's it's just awful shit when he opened the bottle, and we could, it smelled like witch hazel. But I think the bottle was just, it was just said booze on the front. (laughs) I don't know. 
I don't know what the guy was drinking. So we didn't pay any attention to him. And about the sixth or seventh inning, I remember being pretty quick. The bottle, the empty bottle, I'm telling you, it was a big jug, plastic jug, and it rolled down under our seats. So I remember we uh, we got up, or my buddy picked it up and was kind of going to hand it back to the guy and say, hey, is this yours, even though it was empty? The guy was out cold, slunched over, had a ginormous piss stain all over his pants. I mean, the guy was just out. And I don't know, he was about in his mid-50s, by himself. So the guy bought a ticket, decided to come into the game, had a big jug of vodka. And my buddy's like, oh, shit. Oh, boy. We've got a pisser behind us. <laughs> and the guy, yeah, he pissed himself. So the ushers came. You know how the Orioles came in yards. They have ushers. I think I think the average age of the ushers that they have is like 106 years old. So a couple of them kind of walked down. They realized the guy is just completely annihilated because there's nobody in the stands. And I think one of the ushers is like, all right, this guy's either dead, hopefully asleep. So they get him up. And as he's standing up, he's wearing shorts too. And they're like, come on, guy. You got to get out of here. You got to go. Because they also saw him with the empty jug of vodka. <laughs> and he starts pissing himself as he's walking away. Just a uh, fucking stream of piss coming down his leg. You know, you drink that nasty shit. Costs like $5 for a bucket of vodka. And the guy drank it all because when he held it up when he first got there, it was full. I, we, I said, no, we're okay. We paid no mind. So apparently the guy was just pounding it. The guy was so wasted as they stood him up. I remember he just started pissing down his leg again. And that's scary shit. And I'm sitting here laughing about it. But, you know, if the usher didn't go and wake him up, who knows? <laughs> Thinking now, drinking that much vodka. I could have been dead. It's usually opening day when I see people walking back to the car lane in their puke because it's like a big fraternity party. But that guy bought his own ticket, sat behind us. You want a sip? No, we're good. And he just drank the whole fucking thing. So anyway, yeah, I thought I'd uh, chime in on all the uh, stories of people writing in and how fucked up they got at the stadium. But I don't think I have ever gotten that drunk at an Orioles game. I've gotten pretty lit. Oh, believe me, I've, I've woken up the next day where I'm like, why the hell did I do that? But I don't think I've ever been to an Oriole game where I've just been like, I can't even fucking walk right now. I'm just going to take a nice old piss right here. Never happened. Now, Raven Stadium, well, no, I don't even think it's happened at the Raven Stadium. I don't know. You know, th- those kind of days, it's like, well, why would you remember it? Usually when you're that fucked up, you don't remember it. So anyway, uh, moving on here, Orioles MVP. I want to know who your Orioles MVP is this year. There's a few of them down the list. I was just uh, writing some notes down. Anthony Santander. I mean, the guy just went fucking nuts in the batter's box before uh, the old oblique strain said, yeah, we're done. We're no good. We're done. Have a seat. But that was in early September. Still, 261, 315, 575 line with 13 doubles, one triple. 11 home runs, 32 RBIs, and 37 games. That's quite impressive. Not too shabby there, Santander. Santander. When he first started, what do we all call him? Santander. Welcome to the big league, Santander. (laughs) I think it was uh, Palmer. I think he was the first one that was like, no, 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 no. He walked up to me and said, will you stop saying Santander? It's Santander. So he got made sure everybody was uh, on their A game with his name. But even though uh, he 
didn't finish the season, he was still, what was he, uh, second in doubles and home runs, and he led the Orioles in RBIs. <laughs> so he definitely earned his spot over there in right field. God, please get DJ Stewart out of there for uh, 2021. You know, I wouldn't be mad if Cedric Mullins was in the lineup every day playing left field, Austin Hayes in center, and Santander in right. You know, I know with Trey Mancini coming back and then you got Mountcastle, I get, you know, that that's when you start realizing, okay, Mullins isn't going to be the everyday guy. But with the bunting and how fast he was and his bat was coming around, you know, figure it out. It's, it's not our job, it's theirs. Figure that shit out with those guys. But, yeah, DJ Stewart, please don't put him in the outfield anymore. Uh, also, Jose Iglesias, 30 years old. I batted almost 400 this season. He was missing some time. Again, he, he hit a home run the other night. His bat is so hot. He's such a good hitter. The guy's still injured. And when he hit a home run, he was limping around home, like uh, around the bases. I didn't even know. You would think, like, he gets the third base on a home run and he had to, like, he has to take a knee and the trainer has to come out. Like, come on, Jose, you got one more base. Just come home, touch home, and then we'll look at you. But he looked like he was in pain. Brandon High was like, you know what? Fuck it. We need your bat. You're so good in the batter's box right now. Let's go. But in 38 games, he had 370, 406, 515 with 15 doubles, three home runs, 23 RBIs. So, you know, he was a runner-up with the uh, Orioles MVP. But the guy I got to go with, the guy that, and I've been talking about him since he came up, and we've been yelling about it before he even came up, that he needs to come up. Of course, that's Ryan Mountcastle. Love the kid. I can't wait to see what he's going to do here in the future. I can't wait to see what he's going to do in a full season, 162 games. So in 34 games, he ends the season batting 330. Well, not end of the season. The last game's on Sunday. 331. His OBP is 385. 496 slugging and an 881 OPS. This is the fucking guy I'm going with. (laughs) I don't think uh, there's going to be too many disputes. Five doubles, five home runs, 21 RBIs. His 10 walks are fourth highest on the team in his limited time. And again, before he came up, everybody says he never walks. He's He's always trying to go for the big hit. He does strike out a lot. He's got to work on that. And here he is with 10 walks, fourth highest on the team. And he didn't even play the full season of the 60 games. It's definitely a guy who's going to fill in the middle of the order. In the lineup. He did great in left field. He played first base. I mean, the guy is just, he's just a fucking ball player. And I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see him in the lineup. I can't wait to see Kirsten in the lineup. I can't wait (laughs) to see Rushman in the lineup. I can't wait to see Santander in there as well. You know, you're going to have Austin Hayes in the lineup with those guys. These pitchers, Aiken, Kramer, Scott, Tate. Hunter Harvey's going to get his shit together. John Means, you know, these guys are going to be in there. They're going to be contending, going to be getting better and better. So I'm excited. You know, I got the goosebumps talking about it. You got Trey Mancini coming back next year. You know, Austin Hayes in nine games since returning from the IL, 363, 12 and 33 at bats, 12 for 33. The home run and six runs scored. The guy's tearing it up. So that's what I'm going with. End of story. Ryan Mountcastle. Congratulations. Orioles MVP 2020.
Didn't even play a full season, but he earned it. Again, folks, it has been a blast doing this podcast every year. And I love, I say it all the time, love hearing from you guys. Anything on your mind doesn't have to be about baseball. doesn't have to be about sports. However it is you want to chime in, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys. Hit me up on Twitter, at fullcountchaos. I try to get on Twitter as much as I can, interact with everybody, all the Oil fans out there watching the games. Sunday is the last game, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to probably you know, throw one or two more episodes out there, especially with the playoffs coming up in October baseball. But other than that, we'll just kick it back up again, usually around February of 2021. Probably we'll uh, start getting the uh, episodes out there again. But again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Anything on your mind. I, I, I loved all the participation this season. It was great. I always have a blast hearing from you. Look, we're going to get through this together, through this rebuild. And then when they start being good, when they start contending, and they start getting in the playoffs, and they have fun, and who knows, maybe they'll fucking win it all. Here we are. We'll laugh back at all the bullshit we had to watch during the rebuild. You know what I'm saying? All right, folks, enjoy the playoffs. Again, I'll throw a couple more out there before we wrap this up. Until next time, see